Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Dice for the World, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where you ask the hard questions like, you get one spell that you can use in real life. What is it? It can't be Wish. Ooh. Now, I want to talk about this question first. Uh, I really love that they added that caveat specifically to try stop me from doing my favorite bit. I, I was very amused by it, but also, I do actually have an answer for a spell that I would cast that isn't Wish. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone's opinion on this, and then your own. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I would cast Miracle. That's literally just a wish in another form, you fucking asshole. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> Cheater! <laughs> Stop cackling like a wench! Technically by the rules. You fucking asshole. <laughs> what about you guys? What about um, you guys? Get, you get one spell, what is it? Um. And you can just use this in your daily life and you've got one spell slot a day. Probably like polymorph horse. Ugh! Why was a flying Not- horse specifically? <laughs> okay, you, I want to hear your your. I don't think this is a spell, but I want to hear you work through this. What are you doing, Derry? You're my best friend. Someone's got to feed you. Aww. <laughs> I love the implication. I'm, There's I'm, no other way for me to eat. I'm sorry. Are you saying that you're going to turn people into horses to feed Derry? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be people. It could be like a chair. No, it would be people. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm I'm ethically okay with it. Oh, yeah, because... Well, they're horses I... now, so doesn't, they're not people anymore. Yeah. I can't choose between something... It's a kind pra- of resistance. I can't choose between something practical, like that, like, create food and water spell, or something that would just look cool and make me more cool than everybody else. Like, <laughs> just something that looks pretty. <laughs> Celestial form. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate kin! <laughs> okay. What you, Luke? You got anything? foresight you know what that is actually Ooh. a practical answer that's that's very you that is very you uh, and i would use it mostly on myself so that way when i'm when i'm indecisive and i need to make a fucking decision about something uh i can <laughs> see what the what at least the immediate outcome would be. <laughs> you know what that is that is a very sensible question, and it suits you a lot. The I rest like... of us are three fucking stupid. Hey, hey, hey. The second one is Augury. Hey. <laughs> That's also a good one. You Fuck you guys. I literally said I'm trying to choose between something that looks cool and something practical. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's choose Polymorph Horse. Hell <laughs> high. I, on the I, same I level. Would like, I would 
I would like to point something out before we get started. I can cast all of your spells, True Miracle. <laughs> yeah, once per day, asshole. <laughs> when we like to play some Pathfinder as we delve into our grand finale, the Curtain Call of Extinction Curse. <laughs> Fucking sure, I guess. Yeah, before Derry finds more loopholes in the question. <laughs> I love a good loophole. Okay, everyone. I don't think we need it previously. If you were listening to this episode, you know the adventure that the party has gone on. So we're just going to hop right in. And if you don't, please go listen to the entire thing. Don't listen to Jesus that. Christ. If you what don't, you have fun no, being really is... fucking confused. This is also <laughs> mega spoilers. Like, what the? What are you doing here? <laughs> you've, you've gone too far. Turn back. We, we okay. appreciate you, but if this is your first episode, why? Wrong way! <clears throat> anyway. Do not enter. So, situated on the southern coast of the Isle of Portos is a gemstone. This gemstone is about the size of a meteorite, with crystals spouting from it in every which way. It stands atop a pedestal inside a cathedral, atop a pillar in the middle of a bottomless pit, in the center of a market district, in the middle of the largest city in the inner sea, Absalom, the city at the center of the world. We see Byzantine architecture, some of the greatest in the world, and yet standing side by side with it, of relics of the ancient past, are incredible amenities of the future. We see towers made of clockwork. We see people on the streets uh, trading gold coins for bags of wheat. We see castles and fortresses and a wall spreading around the north side of the city which reaches east and west down to the south where it opens into the sea beneath it. This sea is littered with the carcasses of countless ruined ships making its own wall against incoming uh, attackers from the sea. This is the city that Aradon made 4,700 years ago. It is here that he kept the Star Stone, the gem capable of turning men into gods. Many have tried to gain power of the Star Stone, but only four have succeeded. Iomede, the goddess of justice. Caden Kalen, the god of adventure. Norgorber, the god of teas. And Aradin himself. We find ourselves in Absalom, following a merry train of wagons. A dancing bear juggles in the back of one, sitting beside a particularly tired-looking lion and a large pink elephant. <laughs> Another one has two sisters, also juggling, but this time with balls of fire, and beside them a beautiful woman with a top hat and a serpent around her neck. Three dwarves cartwheel atop of the wagon, kind of getting people's attention. And along the sides, the same emblem is painted on each wagon. The Circus of Wayward Wonders. People point and grin as they see you pass, knowing full well who you are. The Circus of Wayward Wonders? I've heard they've got dinosaurs, mammoths, and even stranger creatures among them. Aren't they the circus with the adventurers who took on that other circus in Eskadar a few months ago? 
Yes, yes, and I've heard they've been on the trail of troglodytes throughout the nation, foiling some great plot. My cousin said that they slew a hag in the town of Carrick. I've heard the shows that they've put on are unlike anything anyone has ever seen before, and to witness them is to change your life forever. But you are not the most colorful thing in the city presently. Right now, everything is colorful. There are streamers, there are posters, and dotting the horizon are magnificent attractions from all corners of the world. There stands a giant drill with the label as you pass it of Gravebreaker, apparently capable of digging up countless treasures in a single moment. Mm. You see a dragonfly that is still under construction, but looks like a hotel of some description. Countless beautiful buildings decorate your path, and certainly this renovated part of the city doesn't seem to be completely finished in its renovations. Uh, you say as a group of guards chase down some skeletons which have burst out of the ground, but you're here. The Radiant Festival. The once-a-century celebration of the city of Absalom. And the first one since the death of Aradon. Despite everything, Zulgat, demons, drow, you've made it. Welcome to Absalom, everyone. <laughs> so, how are the wandering tree as you all slowly park into the uh, allotted area that the Circus of Wayward Wonders has been given permission to set up in? Um, Folio's doing fucking great. Uh, mm-hmm. Volio, Volio's been here before. Uh, he's been to Absalom, and I think he actually lived here for a few years. Uh, so he's he's not like I don't know nervous, but he's he's doing like great. Not even just because he does he no longer has his powers, um, but he he likes this city. Absalom's really fun. He always had a lot of fun in Absalom, uh, and he's excited to see it during its festival for the first time because he didn't get to see it a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Royari and Ariato, how are you two doing? Royari is excited. <laughs> this is a big city, um, and there are stores, and Royari is going to spend half their money this during the next week or so. <laughs> well, you know, the Grand Bazaar is literally this massive market of uh, countless vendors, some of whom have literally wares you cannot buy anywhere else in the world. I was gonna say, you know, Royar, you got a lot of money. You're not gonna be able to spend it all. You're gonna be able to spend a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And Ariato, how are you? I think she's. I think for the first time in a while, she's back to the childlike wonder of seeing something <laughs> that she hasn't seen in a long in a. Seeing something that she hasn't seen before, like a city as big as this, or as uh, yeah. vibrant and versatile as this. You've actually never been to Absalom, have you? Not once. Oh my god, yeah, you grew yeah. up on in Eskadar and you'd seen small towns and stuff. Yep. But like, this is completely new. This is Eskadar ex- times like, a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a million Eskadars piled on top of each other. <laughs> um... As, a great time. You, <laughs> as you're all kind of like setting up, 
Um, you hear a voice uh, call out to you. It says, uh, "Hey guys." Hmm. Mm, yes. And uh, Axel, uh, kind of like Axel Wimblebottom, trots up to you guys. Uh, he's not wearing a hat. Um, he's just kind of got his hair messy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's carrying something in his hands, and it's not something you recognize. It's this weird, like, piece of paper. Lots of pieces of papers, but they're like folded on top of each other. But they're they've got writing on it like a book. Hmm. I want you guys, well, I, I want everyone to make a society check, and Bolio, you can make a clown lord check. Fuck yeah. I'm... 43! Holy shit, okay. Axel boy, what have you got, sir? Not 20. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, and Ariato? We got a 43. Okay, you all crit succeed. Because you all know what this is. Mm-hmm. It's in one of the greatest innovations of Absalom. A newspaper. <gasps> oh my fucking The printing God. press! The printing press exists <laughs> in Absalom. Yes! Um, I'm so happy Volio was able oh to use Clown Lore for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Axel, Axel kind of trots up to you guys. and says, guys, check this out. <clears throat> a newspaper? Yeah, yeah, but I'm reading from it. It's what it says on the newspaper. What does it say? Mysterious lights explode from around Isle of Cortos. Could it be a miracle of Aradin? A miracle? Wait, oh, is it? I think they're talking about those Aeon Tower things you did. Oh my god, that's us! Miracle of Aradin, my yeah. ass, it was a miracle of us! Yeah, when uh, when we took over the towers, yeah. Oh, why does he oh. get all the credit? <laughs> well, I mean, like, this seems like a trustworthy newspaper. Eyes on Absalom. Mm. Sounds pretty good. Oh, shit. You're right. It does sound pretty good. Yeah. I think, Royari, when you're not 20, you are fully aware that Eyes on Absalom is not only one of the first ever newspapers, it is the first ever tabloid. (laughs) (laughs) I am fairly fairly certain that that newspaper is a bunch of. is just. is bullshit. But it's written. People wouldn't write. People wouldn't write lies and publish them. Yeah, what Volio said. Volio, <laughs> look me in the fucking eye and tell me that you wouldn't publish lies given the chance. Maybe. Especially if they were funny. Yes. But that, okay, whether or not they're blaming on Aradin or anything, it's kind of cool that you guys have been, like, noticed by everyone on the Isle of Portos, huh? Hmm. It is kind of... Something that I did not think of, especially not for this. I was mostly expecting the circus to become as famous, but this is. Well, I mean, you've also got that. Axel points at your fucking sword, Royari. <laughs> yes, well, I just. I am going to never shut the fuck up about this. <laughs> and you never um, should. And you hear a voice saying, I certainly hope not. That thing's going to make us quite a lot of money. And uh, the professor kind of comes out from behind you all. Professor! Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, how are we all doing today? Welcome to Absalom. Wonderful. Have you been before? Oh, just... Oh, yeah, I'm a native. You're from here? Oh. Many people are, my friend. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> yes, it, it's nice. It's nice to be back. It's amazing what they've done with the Precipice Quarter, all things considered. This place kind of fell apart to earthquakes some time ago. Oh. So... It's nice that they've done it up. Now, um, I wanted to say we appreciate uh, all the work, hard work you're doing. So how about, again, 
let us do the advertising for you this time. We'll handle all the uh, putting up posters and everything. Just make sure, you know, put on a good show whenever you're out and about. But make sure to enjoy Absalom. Goodness knows you've earned it. Thank you, dear. Now. And I put on a show everywhere that I go at all times. I am aware of that. <laughs> now, we're at the Radiant Festival. This is going to last for a few months. <laughs> Whether we stay for those few months or not, who knows? But certainly, this festival is a big deal. Our first performance is the most critical. We're going to have some of the most important people from around the world. Kings, queens, and scholars. All will be watching. That's this star day. So you have until then to do whatever you like. It is a moon day today. And that's, just so you guys are fully aware, that's Fancy Monday to Fancy Saturday. Got it? Cool. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Even now. Um, <clears throat> it is moon day today. You guys have until star day to uh, do whatever you like. And then we'll put on a show like no one. Sound good? Sounds fantastic. Yes. Okay. He kind of like smiles as he turns back and he sees like Runk Runk helping set up the roller coaster. Uh, mm-hmm. And Helga speaking with uh, Esme and Elion about how to take care of the animals. You see like Serena and Belzebub chatting with each other. Miss Dancer and uh, Gigi are sharing some oats. Everyone seems pretty happy. Hmm. So you have a few days to interact before our grand finale. And you can go anywhere in Absalom, speak to anyone in the circus. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. Oh my god. So, I'm going to go around and we're going to start and we're going to have some scenes before the big performance. So, first off, we're going to have... Royale! Hello. Royari Sansarnax, it is moon day. You have a few days to go around and do stuff before the grand finale. Good God. What do you do? Um, I think maybe they could go shopping with Mordain or something. Okay, sure. So day one, you're going to go shopping with Mordain. Um, so we're going to cut to Royari. You are in the Grand Bazaar. And I actually am pulling out my book all about the Grand Bazaar. Uh... This place is great. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There are shops as far as the eye can see. Um, you see a store which is selling toys, and some of the toys literally seem to be alive. Little puppets who are, like, playing and messing around. Um, you see a menagerie run by some uh, hobgoblins uh, with all sorts of little animals like pigs, capybaras, Terror birds, giant beetles. It gets really weird after a second. Oh my god. Um, you see an inking store where people get tattoos that kind of move up and down your arms. Um, a store that sells all sorts of new familiars. This place is incredible. And we see Royari and Mordain, uh, both kind of like, <laughs> with each other as Hod kind of walks pa- behind them with many, many, many bags of stuff you've already bought. Oh, yeah. And um, I think uh, Mordain is pulling back from a uh, a store which appears to be a grounded pirate ship um, and has, like, a Tengu waving her goodbye and she's got, like, a really beautiful scarf kind of tied around her neck uh, that glows, like, iridescent colors and she's like, Oh, Royale, this is the kind of place <laughs> I have always wanted to go. There's nothing like this in back in Gold. There's nothing like this anywhere in the rest of the Isle of Cortos. This is where people of true culture live. 
I think you're just glad that you can spend as much money as you want here, dear. <laughs> I'm just glad I have this much money. You know I have not had much since I fled home, but... Wow. And it wouldn't be possible without you now, would it? She says, pinching Oh, oh shut You've done so your... much to make my pockets all the more fat. You are a greedy little bastard. <laughs> you love this about me, though. Yes, I do. <laughs> she kind of pulls back and smiles, and you can see that her eyes are genuinely full of sparkles. She's never looked as happy. You know, back when I was in Eskada, mm -hmm. I thought my life was over. That I'd be forced to hide in that grubby little nowhere uh, for the rest of my life. The stuff that Dusklight had on me seemed very bad, but because of people like you, I was able to go my own way. And I know I'm always... Kind of a bitch to you, Yari, but I appreciate it. Everything you've done, it, it's helped me a lot. I am a bitch right back to you, dear. You are totally allowed to be an asshole to me. <laughs> okay, fuck you, then. Hey! Hey, now. Not that much of an uh, asshole. Did he, or, did he or did he not say I could be a bitch to him? Yes, ma'am. See? Hod is biased! No, ma'am. Anyways. I think that one was at you. <laughs> Not Raria uh, rolls her eyes and uh, looks at Mordain and is like, I am glad that you've been able to restart your life. If I could not have been your friend, I think I would have been miserable. No one else in this godforsaken circus understands fashion. Oh, thank you. Yes, sometimes I feel the same way. Uh, speaking of fashion, the success story you have... Mm-hmm. Which one? She points at your crown, Rayari. Yeah. Hello. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. What? what is this? Oh my god. Um... What? <laughs> Rayari, um... <laughs> scratches the side of their of their neck and is like, My... How many grits? Oh, honey, why don't you just introduce me? Oh my good and god. And kind of fading out from your shadow comes... Pieretta. <laughs> And Mordain's eyes widen considerably. Uh... Is it... Is it... Come on. And uh, Piretta bows. Greetings, dearest. My name is Piretta, first paladin of Iomade, veteran of the Shining Crusade, great, 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 etc. Grandmother of one Royale Sansarnax. It is wonderful to meet you. Uh, I, I am Mordain. It is lovely to meet you. This is my... Are you my... Witch ancestor? Goes back quite a couple of generations. I wouldn't bother counting the greats. Ancestor. She is my ancestor. Royari, you didn't tell me that your friends were such stunning minxes. She kind of winks at Mordain and Mordain Stop makes a face. flirting with... Mordain! You know, I think I'll join you for the rest of the shopping trip if you don't mind. If you'd like... Three people of the same type. Three bimbos, one of whom has been dead for a thousand years, <laughs> walk down the streets of the Grand Bazaar. And that's where we'll leave that scene, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Volio, we'll do you next. Uh, hi. Volio, what are you going to do at your moon day? Um, I think... I honestly think he's going to spend it with his brother. Cyrus? Yeah. Um... 
It's- I don't know if Cyrus has ever been to Epsilon. Um. Well, it's a perfect way to find out. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I think that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna surprise Cyrus and take him on a, on a day on the town. Okay. So, Volio, you and Cyrus make your way through the streets of Absalom. Are you taking him anywhere in particular? Uh, ooh. Is, is there like a, um... The answer is almost certainly yes, <laughs> is, this is Absalom. Like, kind of like a, a, like a, like a... Just like a bunch of shit where it's like, I don't know, just like cool to gawk at. I, are you also going to the Grand Bazaar, perhaps? No, 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 not to buy things. Oh, like, do you want to take him to see stuff from the Radiant Festival? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, or like, where's the, guys... where's the part um, that uh, uh, other countries come to show off their shit? There is the Hall of Nations. I think that's where you're going. Yeah. Near the center of the Presses Quarter, on a small bluff overlooking Living Lake, stands a monumental building that is one of the largest to ever be constructed by human hands. Um, it is huge, and inside it, each nation of Golarion has employed dozens of boisterous barkers, charismatic speakers, and theatrical exhibitors to draw in crowds to show off advancements in alchemy, technology, art, magic, and other pursuits. Um, there's, like, as you're kind of walking through, you can see insane amount of cool stuff. Um, even some, like, you can even see, like, uh, I think there's like a magical, um, there's like a steam-powered wagon from Alkansar, which mm. seems to move on its own along like a set of rails. Mm. Um, and uh, then near it, on the other hand, you find like uh, like a massive tome book, like the size of, like as tall as you are. That is how big this book is, Volio. Um, from Nex, full of new spells that no one else outside of Nex has ever cast. Oh, wow. Um, you see from Ustalav uh, these weird electric things. Um, they we would recognize as Tesla coils that apparently could reanimate the dead. Although they won't do it here because that's illegal. <laughs> um, from Ravenel, poetry and silvercraft of like birds and ravens. It's incredible. As Cyrus kind of walks down all these with you, he's like, "Huh? Well, this sure is quite a travel, isn't it?" A whole world of things to see, all at your, foot, at your fingertips. Right? Oh, this was the thing I most wanted to see back then. Huh. I was looking forward to it when I came here for the first time. Um, actually, I think I came after it got cancelled. Yeah, well, you must have. I assume you came to Absalom at some point within the last hundred years. Oh, I lived here for a while. Um, oh. I was a merchant here for a bit. I had my own stall. Um, I con people. Yes, yes. I was. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to come here for uh, to the festival to get ideas <laughs> to steal. <laughs> you know, I. It's nice to know that I was kind of on the right trail. I looked in Absalom for you for a while. <gasps> How long did you stay? A few weeks, maybe. The trails were all cold. You clearly haven't been here for a while. When did you come? <laughs> uh, like 30 years ago? Yes, so I've been in the circus for 50. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I felt, figured. I never thought to look on the Isle of Erin, though. That's all the place where you were hiding. Oh, uh, well. I certainly did just end up here. 
I'm not really sure why I made the trip specifically here. I think I just wanted to go anywhere. Hmm. Well, you know, since we're here, there is a nation I think we should see. Oh, which one? Grim. Mm, and he follows. kind of takes you and brings you to Kyonin, your homeland. Oh. Uh, and there's a few elves uh, kind of barking here. And uh, they see, come see the elf gates capable of transporting you to anywhere in the world in just a moment. So long as it has another elf gate to tell it, linked to it. And uh, you can see it's like uh, standing stones mm-hmm. um, to make like a doorway. And yeah, there's a portal between them. Holy shit. Um, uh, and then there's like uh, there's like a diagram of like an alchemical engine which uh, is helpfully labeled Tree Razor Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there is another like shorter elf besides saying like this with, with this powerful alchemical machine, the Queen of Kionin is sure that we will once and for all be rid of the pollution demon Tree Razor with his nasty pterodactyl-like head and giant dragon wings and mighty black axe which poisons trees as he cuts them down. Wow. And there's all sorts of, like, little trinkets. Um, it's basically just a little museum of Kionin, of mm-hmm. stuff they've done within the last 200 years. Huh. And so it's familiar to you. Yeah. You do recognize it, but... It's the feeling you get when you see something from your childhood, I think. Because... It's, ever yeah, si- it's like yeah. your childhood home. Ever since Volia left, he hasn't thought about Kyonin or really like done anything or like he didn't even like take anything from Kyonin um so it's kind of like the feeling of seeing your childhood room yeah I as think it so. was yeah um Cyrus so kind of smiles and says what do you think it's almost as I remember it oh I mean the things that we had back in Kyonin it's hmm. reminiscent you know, it would it would be nice to have you come back one day. You don't have to or anything. You don't have to. But no, no, I, I, I want I think, to. I think you always miss you quite a lot. I miss him. I just. I'm sure we've got a hundred years worth of apologies for being kind of a dick to you when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you fucking do. Um... <laughs> but I also have a hundred years of apologies for leaving you alone for. And ever and ever, and making you think I was dead. Yeah, you know, a little note would have been nice, I suppose. Okay, well, I wanted to write you at first, but Did then I got busy. Did somebody say note? What? Uh... No, 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 no. <laughs> He's like shoving it in his bag, time. and like people well... are like starting to look. <laughs> and then two other things kind of pop out of your bag as well, and go. Ah! And two little ferrets. It's, wait, is it the fucking <gasps> weasels of the dead? Savel <laughs> ever hunger? That's one of them. The other one is Mother Mother kindly. <laughs> friends, best friends. Oh, <laughs> he's like holding them in like both his fists. Um, there are, are they, people who are now looking at you. Are they friendly? Yeah, they're little guys. <gasps> oh, he kisses them on like their little foreheads. They make little hissing noises. I don't know if that's the noise the ferrets make. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think Cybus kind of smiles and says, although I think they'll have to get used to the new you as well. Oh, uh, well. It may be a little tough for them, but Whatever it's tough for me too. <laughs> ah. 
Hey, why don't we keep going? There's more to see in here than just old Kionin. Uh, you can show me places you've been. Oh, yes, I must take around town. You didn't stay long enough last time. <laughs> so you guys, I think, link up and go see some stuff around the Hall of Nations. Mm-hmm. Ariato, what's up? How are you doing? I, I think she's doing all right. She's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone you want to see, or will I spring something on you? I think she's going to see Braylon. Okay. Um, sure. You make your way down to uh, Braylon, and I think you have to go looking for him for some time, because wouldn't you know it, the little man has helped himself to the many, many bookshops in in Absalom. I think you catch him coming out of one called the Kraken's Ink, and he's carrying, like, a load of, like, books, and he doesn't see you, because, you know, he's pretty small. He's got a big pile of books. He's kind of waddle, 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 making the long trek home. I think she uses the fact that he can't see her to her advantage, so she, like, walks over and, like, <laughs> from, like, one side of, like, the big tower that he's holding, she goes, Hey, you need some help? What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, like, fucking jumps a foot in the air, and the books, like, all start to fall. She tries to catch them. Uh, make me a religion check to see how quickly you can, uh, try to press the digitization. 39. Easy stuff. For a fucking- for this? That's nodding. <laughs> you make little cushions of air appear beneath the books, and then you kind of, like, resort them. And he looks up at you, kind of wiping his glasses. Oh! Oh my god, I thought I was being mugged! <laughs> uh, no. Ha! Hi, Ariato. Sorry, you caught me off guard. I can tell. I've got lots of books. You know, if you need any more information about the troglodytes, I purchased three whole volumes about them. Huh. Well, I'll I'll keep that in mind for if they come <laughs> back. Um. <laughs> he beams. He's happy to help. He's like, uh, would you mind helping me? We can get back to my wagon in the precipice quarter real fast if you like. Yeah. She takes okay. like half the stack. Or maybe like okay. three-fourths of the stack. The man's small. Yeah, you're able to carry them much easier than he is. Yeah. Um, and as he's walking, he's like, So, did you want to talk about that project? Yeah, I uh, wanted to see how it was going along. Well, it's not its not an easy task, is what I would say if we weren't at the center, city of the center of the world. <laughs> and he kind of like uh, shuffles with the books or like pushes glasses into his place. I think we should be able to do it. Okay. It'll take some time to find everything we need. But if Fair. we were anywhere except Absalom, it would take much more time. I reckon all going well, we'll have it done by the end of the week. By the end of the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I have, uh, <laughs> I have until the end of the week to get my mental affairs in order. No, no, that's... You have to understand. I haven't. I haven't met this. I haven't met him. So this is. This is a little. I have to. Yeah. Mentally prepare myself. Well, you know, your dad was a really good man, and with the parts that we're getting from Nex and well, Geb as well. Yeah, but whatever. Giving his soul a robotic body won't necessarily be impossible. Oh my god. I know. I know. It's just... 
Meeting your dad for the first time is a little... Yeah. Nerve-wracking. Um, I mean, I can understand that, certainly. Speaking of family, how is your sister? Still hates me. I'm sure that'll get better with time. He smiles. Yeah, it's gonna take more than a lifetime. I want. I want to say. Um. I. I. I don't know. I. I don't know. I'll probably talk to her eventually. But right now, she hates me. <laughs> Listen. I think Graylin looks up at you and nods and says, "Yeah, I get you, and I get her." But right now, you're the only thing in the world that she's got left. And if she hated you, hated you, would she have come here? She can leave whenever. She's not trapped. We're not tying her up or anything. If Miss Kimalaki really didn't want to be here, she wouldn't be. So, you know, maybe. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I'm an only child. I mean, you have a point. I've been an only child for, like, the entirety of my life until now, so this is also strange. Well, I mean, technically you weren't, because you did already have those sisters. Um, it's actually, you know, I, I should have really talked about the whole night tag thing before. They literally do, um, take children from other... Pa- oh, sorry, am I doing the thing again? No, like, you're okay. I literally didn't know that until I was told. <laughs> I should have maybe warned you. Sorry. It's okay. Either way, I'm pretty sure my actual mother is dead and or doesn't know, so... Yeah. Isn't she a ferret now? No, that is, that, that's my quote-unquote adopted mother. That's that, that's the one oh! that quote-unquote raised me. My real mother is an ashen fae. Oh, an ashen hag! Yeah. Whoa, that, that explains so much! See, ashen hags, they're like, they wear the skin of real people, but actually within, they're a giant ball of fire. And they kind of like will take on, they will take on the roles of people within pre-existing settlements and uh, skin them and wear their skin. And But inside, they're actually these horrible fire monsters. And he's kind of they're like blabbering. Of fire? Really? <laughs> a little on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> Ariana thinks about it and goes, oh, huh, fireman. <laughs> Flame Oracle. Okay. You could have been. You could have been a fire may instead of a dream may. You know. <laughs> um, I think Braylon starts info dumping to you about Ashen Hags as you make your way into his wagon to start working together on making your dad a new home. Um, are you, do you think that's good? Are we happy to end the scene there? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Royari, we're hopping back to you. Um, I think it is by now Tuesday. Or sorry, Toil's Day. My mistake. Ooh la la. You motherfucker. Um, people are still arriving in town. And you see one group of people parking outside the the uh, Circus of Wayward Wonders. Mm-hmm. It's a whole little cabal of them. And you can't really see who they are from a distance until you get closer. Mm-hmm. And I think all three of you see this. A little bit after you hear it. Oh my god, are we here now with the Circus of Wayward Wonders? That's, this is them, right? Oh is that god. some other circus or that? Ah, no, sure, this is them indeed. Jesus, they've done fairly well for themselves. That's their tent, always purple. Uh, I thought before it was green. 
No, it might have been red. Oh yeah, we can't really see them colours now, can we? And a whole flock of Shuni, presumably the ones from <laughs> Fenrir, are outside the Circus of Wayward Wonders. <laughs> I, th- I think Grits is in tears. <laughs> I fucking love some. <laughs> um... After you all briefly uh, converse with them, you kind of get the feel it. You kind of get like informed. Oh yeah, so we came out here because of the lights are in the sky. We're like, oh, sure, that must be something to do with Erin now. So we know we would come down and see what the workshop is doing. What are we doing? Like Bularu happily translates for you. He says that he saw lights in the sky coming from the tower, and he figured that must be the Circus of Wayward Wonder doing their arid stuff. And here we are, look and see if Aaron's around. That's all you three have for Toil's Day. Um, <laughs> do any of you do anything in particular on Toil's Day? Yes! Yeah? Volio, do you do on Toil's Day? Um, Volio is going to find a panacea. Okay. You grab panacea, um, and the tiefling, uh, you know, I think he was probably in the middle of speaking with, uh, I think he was talking to Gulgat, you know? Mm-hmm. The um, we're sharing a lovely conversation. Yeah, and it gets interrupted by uh, Volio placing a single clawed hand on Panacea's shoulder, evilly. Uh, <laughs> ah! Volio Via! It's you! Good to see you again. I'm glad you sorted out everything with uh, those nasty troglodytes and stuff. Yes. How have you been doing, Panacea? Good. Good, good. Yeah, I'm good. Good? Yes. Wonderful. Um, I would like you to come with me, actually. If you don't mind, go uh, guess. Um, Gulgat shrugs and says, I don't mind. I was just talking about how great it is to not be underground all the time. But Same also, something. I think I need glasses, because it's very bright out here. Fuck, I'll take you shopping. Let's go. Uh, after this, though. Um. Okay. Pesia comes comes this way, this way, and he starts walking with Pesia. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm coming. I would like to introduce you to some people. I think you two will like each other a lot. Uh-huh. Who? Um, and they <laughs> keep walking until they reach the shooting. Oh, okay. Alright. I guess I'm gonna roleplay with myself briefly. Panacea <laughs> um, looks out this sea of Shuni and he's like, um, what, what am I doing here? Uh, and he, he clears his throat and he's like, <clears throat> Shuni of Fenley, uh, please meet Elden. They all turn to look at uh, Panacea. And Panacea, I think, like, brushes a deep purple. What, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean? These are the shooties. They love Aladdin. They love you. Give him a little show, Panacea. And he, like, winks. Uh, <clears throat> um. <clears throat> Greetings, Shoonie! <laughs> I am Aladdin! Returned once more! And the Shuni all, like, perk up, ears up, <laughs> tongue out, tails wagging, and I take all, like, 40 of them, scream, yes! Whir, 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 whir. yes! They fucking, yeah. like, they fucking swarm Panacea. All of them jump on him. There's, like, face looking going on. He's like, oh, whoa, okay, yes, I am Aradin. I am Aradin. You are Aradin. Like, the Shuni are like, oh, 
We knew you'd be back! Oh, Aradin! We knew you'd be back! Oh, did I not tell you? I told you now, if we're here off in, in... If there was that big light coming from the Aradin Tower, it has to be because Aradin's back! What sh should I believe you the entire time? It's our old race wiki and better. And Panacea is like... Um... So, so, what can I do for you? As your god! Ah, oh, we're just happy to see you again. Listen, my grandfather, my great-grandfather would have known you well. And he's been tell he told me before he passed, God rest his soul, that he, that you were all mad nice to him and he gave the best of scratches. So uh, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't mind, like, just a little, <coughs> just a little one in the back of the head. It's like, oh, okay. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it really is out of the <laughs> And I, I, I don't know what else to do for this scene except to tell you that Panacea looks at you, uh, Volio, in the middle of all this. And <laughs> he seems so genuinely happy. Oh! I like. Oh. He was embarrassed at first. Yeah. But for the first time, people were taking him seriously. I'm gonna cry. That's something great for him. So I, is that your toil say? I think that might you go out oh, shopping with Ghoul Gavin. Yeah, fans, we, that's, think... that's that's not that is not as yeah. interesting. Okay. I do need well. to tell you that he does hold Bongo the whole time, <laughs> and he gives um. Bongo a sweet little kiss on the head. <laughs> Bongo is like the size of a cow by now. Yes, and he still carries Bongo. You know you're strong enough. I'll allow it. He is. Um, Royari and Ariata. What do any of you have anything you want to do today? I want you to know that I, I heard Ritz go, I'm going to Panacea, and I instantly know it was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, this is going to, this is going to happen in the next ten minutes. Um, <laughs> I think Rari is going to go talk to Gertie. Okay. Well, you make your way to Gertie Gold Pockets. There is no Gold Pockets Emporium. Um, the spaceship was left behind. Zulgat can have fun with that. Although she did bring most of her wares. And she is selling them at a merchandise stand. However, she is wearing her human disguise. Hello there. Uh, and she turns to you and says, Oh! Hi, Royari! Hello! Are you looking to buy- Well, I mean, most of this is stuff you would sell yourselves, but- Hi! Hi, dear. Absalom is something else. Do you like you it? You know, I- yeah. It would have been way easier to set up shop here in the first place. <laughs> Why didn't um, you? <laughs> because I was being contrarian. Um, That's fair I, enough. I've been contrarian my whole life. Anyway, how how is all the circus side stuff doing? I saw that those little furry small people over there are licking the purple that guy with the horns. Is that- Oh my fucking god, Folio! Anyways. <laughs> um, well, there's the Shuni. They are simply friends of ours. And I'm fairly certain that they believe that that purple man is Aridon. Oh, wow. How come? Um, because he pretends to be Aridon. I. Yeah, okay, you know what? Sure. Okay. I, I think I'm settled in. I think I know what I'm doing. 
in your disguise? Huh? You're, you're, you have the human thing going on. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I do. Do you want to pop it on? You don't need to. This is... If any city was not going to freak out by seeing you be an alien, I think it would be this um, city. I mean, I already talked to someone a little bit about it. Um, that bat lady, uh, Elion. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she was in a similar position a long time ago and you guys helped convince her to not worry about it. And I appreciate that, and that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she's a bat, and I'm a weird, grey, four-armed ting. And, you know, there's probably bat folk out there in the rest of the world, but I think I'm probably the only grey, four-armed ting in this circus. So, I don't mind just keeping on this disguise <laughs> for a while. Um, you're not. What? You're quite literally not the a grey four-armed person. What? You're not the only. Have you not seen her walking around? I've mostly been at the merch wagon. Would you like? Who are you talking about? Um, she is a gug. A what? Oh, good god. Um. Wait, like, huh? Can I can I see her? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, will you take me to her? Yes. Anraya holds out a hand. Uh, gingerly, Gertie takes it and follows you out. Um, I think they start heading towards Helg. Um, Helg is uh, with the um, other animal handlers. Um, Elion shoots a little wave to um, to um, Gertie as she approaches. But uh, Helg kind of looks over and says, What's up, boy, Ari? Oh, my darling Helg. Hi, what's good? I wanted to introduce you to someone. Yeah? Who would that be? I don't know. Perhaps the person that I am holding the hand of. (laughs) Anyway. Gertie is stock still. Are you okay? This is this is Gertie. Well, they call her Gertie. Hey Gertie, it's nice to meet you. Go, go, go. My name is Helg Eats the Eaters. Go, go, go. Former necromancer, current animal trainer. Go, go, go. Uh, uh, hi, uh, hi, hello. Uh, you, you, you can, you can call me Gassy. Um, it's nice to meet you. Are you okay? Rary, would you like to make a perception check? Mm-hmm. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> 34. The girl is glowing like a light bulb. <laughs> are you good? Are you good, girl? <laughs> yeah. Um, bye. Thanks for talking. Hell, bye. She fucking grabs what? you, Royari. <laughs> oh, goodbye, Hell. Like, oh, I'll see you okay, later. Go, go, go. See you around. Go, go, go. And Gertie Are turns you to fucking him. okay? Hello? Yeah. Um. She's beautiful. Hello? The- she <laughs> is. Uh. Did I make a f- dumbass of myself? Oh my god, I super did. I should have no, been wearing my disguise. No, d- 
Oh my god. Is she- I told you! That Is she you like- not the only- You know. What- what's she like? What- you know. She like- What's her deal? Is she like- Does <laughs> she have a type? You know. <laughs> You fucking okay. Breathe, breathe, like breathe. Remember to do that. Okay. You're good. We're good. We're good. Are we all I right here? So. We're seeing eye. T okay. Did. Sorry. Um. I. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Gave <laughs> you. Okay. You are so silly, dear. Um. That. Uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How? 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 What she, can I ask you questions about her? Like, what she like? Um, what, what what things she do? I think I'd like to be her friend. She says, lying. Mm, fascinating. <laughs> so, are we talking with benefits? What? No, my God! How would I? Work? Oh no! She says, hands <laughs> in her face. I think where you probably spend the rest of the day helping. Gertie figure out how to be more chill around the pretty butch gug. <laughs> so true. Wingman! It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, okay. And Ariado, what are you gonna do this fine toils day? Ah, oh, shit. Um. You, I can, I have something I can spring on you if you like. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Okay. Um, Ariado, you are woken very early on the morning uh, by bang, bang, bang on the door. I'm coming. And the person at, on the other side of the door can hear Ariado roll out of her cot onto the floor <laughs> as she, like, stumbles up and she stumbles up and towards the door. Like, you know how when you uh, get up and stumble with, like, forward momentum? Mm-hmm. Like, she catches herself on the door and opens it very, very slightly. And the other, and the person on the other side can just see half of her tired face, like, yeah. There's no one on the other side of the door. Uh, okay. Goodbye. You see, however, like, you see kind of like, um, okay, you go back in, you close the door. <laughs> yeah, she closes the door. <laughs> okay, you go back in, you go back to bed. Literally three minutes later, bang, 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 bang. Uh, and the same thing happens <laughs> at this point at this point she feels like she might get a bruise on like one of her shoulders <laughs> uh, again there's no one on the other side of the door Ariado opens the door a little bit more and looks up no one up although you do see um, kind of like near the cook fire uh, the dwarven trowers they all one by one turn to you mm. and uh, they all one by one give a tum towards uh, someone who is inconspicuously back to you doing stuff. It's fucking Kimoleki. <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah. She ignores you. She pretends nothing's going on. Look, someone was ding-dong ditching my fucking door. It might as well have been you. You're not slick. Uh, I think Kimoleki turns. What? What do you want? Huh? What's going on? She says, right. kind of like, arms crossed kind of like uh, one hand up by her chin. You know, classic bitch pose. <laughs> Ariada was having none of it. <laughs> Ariada like <laughs> raises an eyebrow and goes, alright, goodnight, and then goes to close the door again. You'll never guess what happens within the next three minutes. <laughs> she does it again. 
Yeah, the exact same thing. <laughs> this time, Ariado does not answer. Okay. Eventually, I think she comes in and says, I've broken you. <laughs> what do you mean? I won. Won what? That's a... Well, this time you didn't get up. I've broken your spirit. What? <laughs> this is over a matter of me waking up or not. This is... Yeah, what I time know. Is the it right now? You... Yeah, it's like 6 a.m., dude. Oh, gross. I'm... Let me go back to sleep. No, I don't think I will is the problem. Why? Because you killed my mom! Yeah, she was gonna kill a lot of other people. I'm not yeah, sure you and... realized her little enterprise was a little evil. Yeah, and I was gonna become a night hag, and now I can't. And I've got no else to Become a night hag because... with any other night hag, or by yourself. It's fine. Oh my god, you're so dramatic. Look, let's. Let, I'm gonna be real, okay? And she kind of like squats. I didn't have a lot of friends in the couple. Oh, I can't imagine I, why with all the backstabbing. Me, me neither. Point is, this is as good as I'm gonna get it for a while. That being said, I don't want you getting cozy and thinking I like you or something because I don't. I fucking hate. You. <laughs> I know you say that every time we we see each other. I I get the picture. I got it. You may as well good. fucking paint a mural. Would you like me to? No! <laughs> Good. Because I wouldn't want to do anything you want me to do. Cool! <laughs> she kind of folds her arms and stands there for a so second. So if I said that I wanted you in my room right now. Do you want me here? You know what? Yeah. Okay, then what are we going to do? She folds her arms. Wow. Going against your word already. Um, no, I'm not going against my word. I know you're using reverse psychology. So I'm going to reverse psychology. You're reverse psychology. What are we going <laughs> to do? Huh? We're going to spend the best day, to, like the whole day together as besties or something? Is that what you want? Oh my god. <laughs> Poor little Ariato. Never had a sister in her life. And now she has one and she's begging to spend the whole day with her. I do have a sister. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Beelzebub. Know anyone called Beelzebub? Would you like to meet her? I'm pretty sure she'll hate your guts. Uh, I didn't know there were more of us. No, so... she's not one of us. Oh, what? Then she's not your sister. What are you talking about? Yeah, she is. No, she's not. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's more of a sister than you'll ever be. Good. I... No, she's not because we've got mom's blood in us. I. That doesn't mean that she can't be my sister. It does, though. No. <laughs> Not even in the slightest. How the hell is You really don't know that what found family is, do you? Make me a perception check. 47. Holy shit, what a 19. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell she actually literally has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I... You really don't, do you? You're making shit up? Like, weird... How the fuck would you find a family? Your family is what you're born with, and that's it. Period. No. <laughs> <laughs> Period. So then, what happens with people who are just abandoned in the street with nothing, and they can't even find their actual quote-unquote family? Sucks to suck, I guess? No. It doesn't matter who your blood is, family is what you make it. And I make my family the circus. Not you or mom. That's honestly cringeworthy. 
that's that's my that's my secret, dude. I've always been cringe. <laughs> um, I think she like scuffs. Whatever. If you need somewhere to go, be lame. I won't be here because I'm not gonna be here, and I'm not lame. Bye. And she <laughs> makes her way out of your cabin, I think. And all right, bye. <laughs> and she kind of like comes outside. And she kicks the floor a little bit. You know, like <laughs> knocks something over because she's a bitch. <laughs> I think she almost looks a little confused. Like, that is generally a concept she has never even thought of. It's <laughs> not going to be today, or tomorrow, or the next day, or next week, or next month. But I will say, there is hope for Kimaleki being a better sister to Ariato. So long as you are patient enough to put up with her little fucking bullshits that she constantly sprays everywhere. Here's the thing, Ariado is just having none of it. Like she, she can, she'll do things to act out. She knows that for a fact. But yeah. Ariado's just gonna be. She, Ariado's gonna act like the older sibling that just looks over, and then looks away. <laughs> Literally, and I think that's driving her crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and that is, I think, Toil's Day. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of Dice Will Roll. Um, I want to thank you all. If you're listening to this, you have stuck true. Probably the most fun I've ever had GMing anything. I've loved Extinction Curse from the very start, and it was thanks to the passion that you guys have shown from day one for this for this uh, campaign that we were able to push through and make it, even when times got really tough sometimes. So, for real, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we are going to be going on a little break, a little vacation uh, following this. Um, it's probably going to be a few weeks, maybe even a month or two. Uh, really just depends on how our scheduling goes. Um, but we're going to be... Uh, you know, recording episodes for Campaign Tree. Now, uh, that being said, we won't just be going dead. Uh, next, mm, yeah, next week, we are going to be releasing a short retrospective, about half an hour long, uh, recorded moments after the final episode of Extinction Curse, uh, where we will talk about uh, some stuff we enjoyed in Extinction Curse, uh, some choices we made that we could have made different, and, you know, kind of like a what if, you know? Um, and at the end of that retrospective we are going to announce campaign tree once that campaign tree is released once campaign tree is announced uh we will be um opening up patreon cameo forms so anyone who is in our ten dollar and up tier will be able to get a character in campaign tree and again it's going to be a pretty big role all things considered if you're a patron before that goes live, you will get, um, you know, preference over people who come later. So make sure to hop in beforehand and kind of, you know, get the ball rolling. Um, when Campaign Tree is also announced, we would really appreciate you guys helping, you know, kind of hype it up. Uh, we'll probably be posting teasers and art on Twitter, um, you know, kind of convince your friends, hey, when this new campaign starts, you should definitely try it out because it's going to be a brand new start. It doesn't have to do with the old shows, but if you like, you know, what we do, Maybe your friends will too. So hey, um, getting the ball rolling would be massively appreciated in any way that you guys can help. And if you want to keep updated, you should come down to our Discord, um, which is linked all over the place where you have Dice Will Roll. So um, it's spoiler free, except for the spoiler chat that you have to willingly enter. <laughs> um, and now that you're here, you've probably seen all the spoilers. So woo! Um, that will also be a place where you will get 
episode alerts, you're able to talk about it with friends, uh, you can kind of join the community, see fan art, see, you know, people making jokes and stuff. It's a great place for us, and it helps us build up the size of the Dice Roll community too. Come on in! Bring your friends too! Hype them up! You know, every little helps. Other than that, uh, I just want to say a big thank you to our musicians that we've had for Dice Roll this campaign. Uh, especially Will Savino, who provided basically all the music you had in the background at all times. Um, we'll be moving on to a different musician um, for Campaign Tree, because uh, Will is now working full-time on a different project and just making music for podcasts, um, which you should check out. Uh, check out Burrowbound on uh, Twitter. That's uh, B-O-R-O-U-G-H Bound. It's also got such cozy vibes. It's really nice. Um, you can get that on Patreon and you can investigate it on Twitter. See if it's what you like. Thank you all so much for listening, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And as always, keep it rolling. We'll see you soon. We now return to Dice Will Roll. We're moving on to Wheels Day. And I think uh, you guys know that Oats Day and Fire Day are both gonna be pretty busy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're each going to have one last scene before we put on our show. And that'll t- be a scene that takes place at some point between like, on between those three days. Because you're now being more and more busy as you practice and practice every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think we'll do you first, Dave, if that's okay by you. That is totally fine with me. So, Royari, you are waiting. And you are waiting at the docks. Mm-hmm. Um, this... Uh, like I said, the view here is kind of crazy because it's a dock, like a pretty big dock. Absalom has like a big, it's almost crescent-shaped Absalom. And mm-hmm. there's like water coming into that crescent. But a lot of that uh, water is the Flotsam Graveyard. Uh, countless ships which have been intentionally crashed here to make sure that seabound treasure, like seabound monsters couldn't attack Absalom because there's basically a labyrinth of broken ships in the water. That's actually, I did not even realize that that was on purpose. That's actually really smart. Yeah, it's really smart. Um, but you're waiting for one of the ships that does pass into Absalom, because many do. There are safe passages. Um, it makes sense. It's the biggest port in the world. As you're all kind of like waiting here, Rory, you aren't alone. You are with a guy. Oh my god. Kufar, the purple-skinned tiefling sits beside you. Um, He kind of is uh, playing with some string. Uh, Looks like he's been making something. Looks like a little doll, just because he's able to do things that are his own choice now. Um, And as he sits beside you, he kind of uh, clears his throat a little bit and says, So, what exactly are we doing here, Rory? We are waiting for a ship. Okay. Um... And these ships, they come in from the, the water. Mm-hmm. How far does that water even go for? This is the... Well, this is the ocean, so this is the water that the entirety of the planet is covered by. And water down below is a scant resource. You've got so much here. You could drink that water for days. Okay, don't drink that water. It's but... got salt in it. You will die of, like, sodium poisoning. Huh. Who you put can remove salt in the, the water. That's not the point. Who, what? What's the ship? What's happening? What is this ship? You've been nervous all week for it. 
people come on ships? Well, I mean, also cargo, but that's not why we're waiting here. Not for cargo. Then who are we waiting for? My family. Um, who? My f- the people who raised me. Oh. Well, I mean, I know what family is, but who are they? I didn't know that you had a family. <laughs> Ouch! I, is that the wrong thing to no, say? I, no, no, you're, you're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Um, they're just people that took me in when I was very young. And I haven't seen them for... How long? I haven't seen them for like three months because they live in another... They live somewhere else. And they're coming through the, the ocean to get here? Mm-hmm. Well, we live on islands, and they live on a different island. Surface life is strange compared to what we've had. Do you like it? I think so. I I'm like glad. a lot about it. This place, it's its like train, but everything is better. The people <laughs> smile. There's no risk if you leave the walls. You can go as you please and do what you want. It feels safe. I feel safe here. With you. I think very slowly, Kufar moves his hand over your shoulder. Where his face is red. And he looks down at you and he brings that hand up to his chest and he says, I never thanked you enough for everything you've done for me. By all rights, you could have left me down. You risked yourselves to save me. And I will never leave your side because of what you've done to me. It would have been wrong to leave you behind. Every day for it, I'm thankful that you didn't. Because I wouldn't be here with you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kufar smiles, and as he's about to say something else, suddenly you hear a from a fucking ship. Oh, well, that is a ship. <laughs> and it's a ship that's coming at the bay. I think that's your family, Roy. Mario looks over, squinting. Uh, you can actually see three figures standing at the head of the boat, looking down. Far still holding your hand up to its chest. Oh my god. What do you do? That is them. I see. He says, still holding your hand there. I need to wonder. They do worship Everton. The bad guy? Yes. And not the purple guy? <laughs> no. He <laughs> thinks he's averaging. Of course, the purple guy is if he's not also purple. <laughs> <laughs> the Shuni worship him. Voldio <laughs> lied to them. It made them happy, though. Is it a good lie? It, it's, it's not a terrible lie. Royari! Ah! <laughs> As you're in the middle of talking, um, down from a gangplank comes Larijah Summerpeak, Sir Ulrich Wim, and Orjan Mezlek, your three elderly guardians and the Knights of the Aeon Star. And it's Orjan who is throwing his hands open as he hobbles over. Uh, and he looks at Kufar, who is still holding your hand to his chest. We're not, Hello. we're not interrupting something, are we? No. He's still holding your hand there. 
Are you going to bother me about it? <laughs> I think Kufar quietly lets it go and just bows a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Loraja comes over and says, Oh my goodness, Royari, how you've grown! <laughs> I haven't grown. It's been so long. What has it been? Years? <laughs> it's been three months, dear. And Ulrich Weems says, Well, certainly you've gained years worth of power in the last time we've seen you. I can tell. You're right. I can tell that. I have to show you something. <laughs> yes? Riari <laughs> pulls out the fucking corno diamond. Uh, one second. Let me just quickly. Oh my god. Um, 10 plus 14. Okay. Let's pass. Ooh, not 20. Not too bad, Origin. He's fine. <laughs> He's and fine. 15 plus 10. Okay. None of them have heart attacks. <laughs> Thank Holy fucking shit. God! <laughs> <laughs> um, however, all of them go. <laughs> are you just holding the Kortos diamond like above your head, He-Man style, in the middle of the docks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because people stop. Like people stop and look. Like, Ulrich, <laughs> is that a replica or? It's the real one. The, the Kortos diamond. Yes, we I we visited. Well, we had to we had to go there. Um, the place that Aridin lived. Origin steps closer. Royari, you are aware that whoever wields this sword is the rightful ruler of the Isle of Kortos. I am well aware you, of that. You, could walk into the house of Gix and tell the councillors of the city that you rule it now. And please do not give me any fucking ideas. Larisha <laughs> steps forth. You won't do so, though. I have thought about it a lot, and I'm not sure <laughs> because I like running around saying that I'm the rightful monarch of this place. But I have a circus to be in. Certainly, if you did this, you wouldn't be able to, be a, to run the circus and probably be asked to do the test of the Star Stone. Although, to be I honest, have... I think you'd be able to handle it <laughs> in your own training time. <laughs> Not yet. And I think um, Weem kind of steps forward and smiles. Roy Ivy, I'm just so happy for you. After all these years, to finally have followed your destiny, as we foretold. We are oh, so you. proud of you. Thank you, dear. Also, you were wrong. <laughs> no, we were not. You have the Cortis Pir- Diamond. Piretta is not my fucking past life. What? She's an ancestor. I think, um... Also, she's in my crown. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of blink, and then Piretta steps out and goes, Hello, what did I miss? I heard my name being called. Oh! This is my family. Oh! Well, hello, everyone. My name is Pioretta. And I- they all dropped to their knees. <laughs> no, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what, what's this now? And then, uh, Loraja bows Saint Pioretta, we are honored to meet you. And Pioretta looks down at them, looks back at you, Royari, looks at Kufara, looks back at you, Royari. Saint? Now, I'm a saint. Yeah. Why are you? Didn't you tell me I was. I was canonized. 
And, uh... You know what? It didn't come up. I think that we're going to end that scene. As Kufar sheepishly stands beside you, as you start to explain to your family exactly what the whole destiny thing was all about. Mm -hmm. So, that's that scene. Uh, Volio and Ariato, do you have a scene you want to do? I I do. Um, Okay. I want to talk to the Dwarven Throwers. Okay. Sure. Well, you got to see him. You tell me how it happens. Um, I think he he asks, or he, he during one of the days where they're just like training and just getting ready and everyone's kind of just walking around and scrambling. Um, he finds he finds time to just like <laughs> corner one of them, and he's like, "We should we should talk for drinks, all of us. Would you mind um, having me?" One second. Find their fucking names. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember their names. <laughs> so, full disclosure, it's been a hot fucking second <laughs> since uh, since we've roleplayed the Dwarven Trawlers, and their names are all very similar. So, I'm not gonna <laughs> use their. I'm just gonna say Darkbeard, Gingerbeard, and Lightbeard. Okay. <laughs> um. So I think you all enter, and uh, Darkbeard, Gingerbeard, and Lightbeard all sit down, and Darkbeard says. <coughs> well then, how are you doing, Volio? You seem well compared to last time we spoke. And uh, oh, like yes. because yeah, it's been a, quite a while since we spoke in general, really. It's been too long. I don't want um, I like you three so much. Gingerbeard puts his hands. Actually, we were referring to the fact that we just have not spoken in general at all. No, I know. <laughs> um, as but as I, in physically, we have not spoken much. You yes, but you, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Darkbeard starts making some tea, and he looks over his shoulder. And says, Certainly, you seem to be doing quite better. You had that incident, surely, but. <laughs> Yes. Well, I'd like to imagine that if we hadn't had that talk with you, the incident would have been much worse. You're probably right. Um, I'll be real with you. Uh, that was the second time I tried that. <laughs> and he, like, sinks in his seat a little bit. The tree of them glance at each other, but they shrug. They I... don't actually care. <laughs> uh... Uh, so no judgment on you, Dare. Yeah. Um... Because you had tried the night before, and it didn't go your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've even told Oyari what Ariato said. Lightbeard kind of tilts his head as, would they care at this point? It's so long ago now, and you've certainly proven that you are not out to get them or anything. No, I don't think they would. Gingerbeard <laughs> kind of turns and looks at you and says, So, what changed? me I I changed I I can't say I don't know what it was because I do it's I'm me and I wasn't before pretending to be someone else can be such a strain (laughs) and it gets it got lonely but 
I don't think I'm lonely anymore. Um, I think... I think Gingerbread smiles at you when you, when you say that. And he kind of pats you on the arm a little bit, Volia says. It is not easy to come to terms with inner torment sometimes. And it's certainly not easy to come to term, come to terms with inner torment on your own. No. But um, the fact that you reached out and let others help you is good. I can't quite honestly say that I understand everything, but I'm glad. I think we're all glad, and the other two kind of nod. Darkbeard continues. I think we're all glad that you have found a way to be happier. But, um, and he kind of looks at you. I can tell you've got you've got stuff planned just by the looks in your eyes. You don't need to tell us about it, but it's good to have a plan. He he just smiles at them. Um. Oh, I do, but I'll leave that as a surprise. Uh, and I think Lightbeard smiles. Says, well, that's enough of us being cryptic. You want to have some tea? Because uh, afterwards we're getting back to work. We've oh, absolutely. Stuff. I've been dying to have some of your tea. Dwarven tea, nothing like it. Let's go. And uh, you guys all sit down and share a, night hot, a nice hot cup of tea. <laughs> now, Ariato, it's fire day. Yep. <laughs> You've been hard at work all week between practice and Kimoleki, um, working with Braylon. So, do we want to do this? Is this what, is this what we'd like to do, or are you going to say fuck it and do something else? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So I want you to describe in your mind's eye what the shell looks like. Um, I want to say that Ariado probably like went off of physical descriptions that Braylon probably gave her and they tried to craft something that's kind of like what his human form looked like adjacent because they're not experts at trying to craft something that's like almost human um so I imagine like the shell looks vaguely like um it shares uh, similar features as Ariado, like the nose and kind of the eyes, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, like, obviously, like, robotic parts. Do you think it maybe looks like the automaton ancestry? Where it almost looks kind of like a suit of armor? Except instead of uh, the head being a weird one-eyed machine thing, it's almost like a bust of some that looks quite like you just going off old pictures that Braylon had in his book. What? Yeah, I honestly think that that kind of works. He's obviously a machine, but he yeah. also looks like you. Yeah. Which is... It took some work, but hey, when you're an Absalom, anything's possible. So, you two are standing now in Braylon's wagon. And you've got everything you need. The chest is open, and... There's a cavity where the lantern will be able to solidly be slot into it. And I think uh, Braylon looks at you, Ariato, and says, So, all we really have to do now is slot that in there. And 
considering the soul never passed onto the boneyard, it's not technically necromancy, it's just restoring what's missing. Right. It's a very complicated machine and a very expensive one, so it's a good thing that we're, you know, pretty well off thanks to the circus, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's on you. I'll, do you want me to, like, take a backseat during all this and let you do most of the talking? I don't want to, like, you know, interrupt and info dump about anything, but, um... Uh... Whatever you feel most comfortable, you haven't seen him in a while either. Yeah, but he's not my dad. There, I guess. He takes, I think, a step back, and Ariado, you have the lantern in your hand. I think she takes a breath and very gingerly places the lantern where it's supposed to go. I think it slots in, like, it almost slides into place. And it lands with a, like a really satisfying clunk. And Ariadne, you're able to close the shell on its chest if you so choose. She does. Clunk. And for a moment, nothing happens. And there's, I think, in that literal split second, there's a panic in you, like, oh god, oh god, oh god, no, 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 no. And then it starts to buzz a little bit. And the body jolts. And then slowly... It sits up. And this man, machine, person, sits up. And he, the bust, is a handsome guy. Um, certainly, like, the thing that's made to look like your father. You can see the resemblance. He's got the same kind of nose and the same kind of ears. Um, but I think what you notice most is the hair. He's got hair very similar to yours, Ariato. Uh, very short, obviously, but it curls uh, a lot. Um, it is obviously made of metal, so it's not an actual curl, but you can see the man he once was as he kind of wakes up. And he kind of shakes his head a little bit and says, Oh! Ugh. Um, ooh. Well, this isn't the glutton dark. No, this this is Absalom. Absalom? How the hell did I get there? Oh, my head. Oh, God, that hurts. Oh, sorry. Ah. He looks around a little bit. I think he hasn't realized anything yet. Um, he goes to scratch his head and then he sees his hand. He's like, oh. oh, that's different. Um, hmm. Ariana looks away. <laughs> well, if I didn't know better, I would say that this was salvage tech from the Jinxton Empire. Or Ottoman. And uh, Braylon kind of peeps out. Yeah, some check from the Jackson Jackson Empire. It's Ottoman gear. It puts souls into machines. Oh. And the man turns and looks at Braylon. Braylon. Oh my God, you you look old. What the hell? <laughs> what? Where? Sorry, young lady. Where am I? Absalom, obviously. But uh, what what happened? And standing before you, Ariato looking at you for the first time is your father who you know from Braylon stories is named Karano Daxa um it's a long story um you might well those are the best down. plan stories frankly uh yeah okay I, I can sit he sits and there's a clunk and he's like whoa definitely Kingston gear um Sorry, who are you? Ariato 
Bati. Wonderful to meet you, Miss Bati. You don't have to go with the formalities, considering I'm your daughter. Come again? Sorry. So what do you remember of your time in the Glutendark? Oh. Oh. Oh no. Oh no! Oh no! She was a hag! <laughs> yes. Long story about that one too. Uh, but... Yeah. She was a hag. She was so pretty though. <laughs> I... <it's... laughs> so, you, wait, you... So you... Wait, I'm not following. What? He takes a moment, and there's like a flicker recognition. And, oh my god, you're a dream mate. That would mean that she, because she was an ashen hag, which wouldn't make you a fire mate, because obviously you don't have, your eye is silver, not, although you have a red eye. Ooh, there's influence going off you. Are you a sorcerer? Yeah. And an oracle, by the looks like coming off, the heat coming off of you. That's fascinating. Absolutely. Whoa. You're my daughter? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I'm dead? Well. <laughs> yeah, everyone shakes his head at you like, what? Your soul was at least, she puts this in quotes, saved. Bloody nice of Olinda to do that much at least. Well, that's what she um, herself. Yes. Um... Ariato, Ariato. Okay. Well, this isn't the worst surprise I've ever had, which is saying something. Oh, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry. No, no, I wouldn't. It's a surprise. I just woke up from a weird sleep, and I. Braylon here is age twenty years. I'm no longer in the glutton dark. And what year is it? Uh, uh, uh four seven twenty. Okay, that's fine. You can see he's putting on a brave face. He is surprised and shocked by all of this, but I think you could detect some excitement. Like, actual genuine excitement. And he sits and he says, So a daughter? Yeah. I've always wanted to be a father, so this is great. Although I did expect a lot more diaper changing. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. You should meet I, I, my sister. <laughs> she did that for you. A, 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 another, another one? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Found well, sister? Handle. Like, your adopted daughter, I guess. Um, not by your okay. choice, but she. I chose her as my sister. Okay. I feel we're going to have to do a lot of talking. Like, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure <laughs> Graylin here will have a lot of explaining to do about how things went south, considering he set me up with a Linda. And he's like, I don't know! <laughs> okay. But, um... I... It is lovely to meet you. And I guess people meet secret daughters that they haven't known about before. That's a thing people do. And... Sometimes. You know, you have my eyes. Is that a strange thing to say? <laughs> no, honestly, um, it's Wait. actually kind of a comfort considering the uh, part of my eyes that I normally focus on and didn't really like was the iris. 
Okay, well... Wait, uh, Braylon, is my, is my mom still... And, uh, Braylon gives a thumbs up and... Oh, okay. Um, well, then you have your grandmother's eyes. Oh, okay. And once we've talked, I can maybe talk about you meeting her, too. And the rest of the family. There's a lot of us, so hopefully it's not overwhelming, but... No, 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 no. I'm used to big families. Um, so long as they don't have plans to turn me into a night hag, we're good. You know, I never can tell about my aunt, but, um... Ariato, how about we go talk about this, and let's start from the very start. Okay. And I think he smiles at you, and he puts a hand on your shoulder, and Ariato, it feels warm with life. You are finally able to meet your own dad, and apparently you have an extended family who you might be able to meet soon, too. How do you feel? I think she's... I think she is very unintentionally holding back, like, really happy tears because she doesn't want her first interaction with her dad to be her breaking down in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's a brave young lady, and she's finally going to get her wish granted. I think she... (laughs) I think as they go to talk, uh, Ariadna says, Oh, you have an extended family that you also need to meet. They're, again, not related to either of us, but they're still my family. And we're (laughs) living in... We're, we're currently like on the grounds of where we live we travel a lot we're at that part of a circus yeah I think you say that as he's opening the door say what <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing that like he's been mostly you know rolling with the punches I think when you open it and you see the fucking circus tent I think that completely like takes it off guard how are we gonna tell this guy how are we gonna tell this guy that his ex is a ferret? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Volio does oh, straight up have a ferret that used to be the corpse of Ariada's mother. Is oh. it- technically, he never met that mother. Oh, okay. He, oh, he <laughs> Volio met, can uh, give that ferret to Ariada's real blood sister. Oh my fuck! Just <laughs> <laughs> her. That might work. <laughs> that might actually. That might work. Now we, have, you, you now we have to do kindly, it. Ferret. Ferret, uh, weasel kindly to uh, Kimeleki. Weasel but, kindly? Uh, you know what, Ariato? You do notice she is noticeably calmer. Uh, <laughs> Ariato looks at her, then looks at the ferret, then goes, Volio! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think it's fire day evening. We're gonna have one last scene before we start the circus performance. It's fire day evening. And uh, the professor has called all three of you together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of got you all. Uh, and, you know, Axel's kind of like in the background fixing up some stuff. Um, Dingo is here too. Uh, Mordain's hanging out. But really, the professor is, you know, just basically got you three around the fire uh, the day before the big show. Um, it's strange preparing in a city as big as this and there are still people on the grounds but he's got all three of you and a lot of the original circus members hmm um and I think the professor says so everyone I just wanted to kind of go over what we're going to do tomorrow um 
we put on the show as ever. Uh, and we have that list that we've written up of who's going to go when. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to know what our plans are next. Uh, if we want to stay in Absalom for a while or if we want to move on or what's the plan? Hmm. I think it makes sense to stay here for a little bit considering this is the Radiant Festival and we'll be able to make a lot of money here. Yeah, certainly this is... This is where we'll become legends. We can stay here as long as we need. Ariada, what do you think? Um, I think staying here would be a good move. Let us kind of rest for a little while because we have... Us three have done a lot of traveling and we've also... Had you do a lot of traveling alongside us and uh, kind of involved in our wacky adventures. I think everyone deserves like a bit of a rest. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. And I think uh, he smiles and he looks at you while he says, Well, Volio, what about you? Are we staying here? Um. Hmm. I think you should stay here, at least until the end of Saladian Festival. But I actually need to talk to you guys about it. I'll I will keep performing until it ends. But after Saladian Festival wipes up I don't think I'll stay around. You're leaving? Yes. Don't get me wrong, I love the circus. Um, it's been... fun. Especially this one. Maybe not the last one. Um, but I I like what we've made. And I want you guys to keep going. And I'll... I'll chill you on. Of course, but... Oh... Even though I didn't have the most fun on our adventure, it reminded me of how much I miss traveling. How much I miss kind of hopping from one spot to another, and I've been the same thing for 50 years. I've never stayed in one place for that long. And I think I want to keep going on my own. I think it's Axel who says something first. He looks up and says, You're serious? I'm not doing a joke, no. Oh. I hope you think I'm not betraying you guys or anything. Again. No, no. 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 I don't see a bomb here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I suppose I just wasn't expecting that. You know, I kind of was, honestly. Um, <laughs> I always thought it was weird how you were staying despite everything. Mm. Well, thank you for not spoiling the surprise. I didn't know if it would happen or not. <laughs> Ariana, how are you taking this? Mixed bag of emotions, so she's kind of just staying quiet <laughs> for right now. <laughs> <laughs> just watching on not saying much yeah yeah that's very her um I think I think uh Axel kind of like you know sits beside you Ariato and looks at you Volio and I think everyone is kind of looking over because this is 
no one's left the circus yet. And obviously it's bound to happen sooner or later. But I don't know if anyone was expecting it to be you. But also at the same time, it makes sense. Yeah. And Axel kind of smiles and well, who gets custody of our body? <laughs> oh, me. I'm taking my son. If you think Oddbody is going to leave Volik... Oddbody sneaks his head out of the, of the thing and says, The agreement made between Voliovia and the uh, Chorus of Malignant Symmetry was that upon completion of his duty and destiny, quote-unquote, he would be able to sever ties with us forever and... be rid of me. <laughs> he takes he takes Oddbody out of his bag and he holds him like a cat. Um, well... Uh, and he kind of like pets him with like his finger on the top of his head. He's like, "Not yet, buddy." <laughs> uh, but that does remind me. Um, it's not like I'm leaving forever. I'll come back and I'll visit. And if everyone is still here, you are fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> I will goddamn. I will search for you if you don't fucking visit. <laughs> I have a habit of disappearing and never saying anything again, but I promise I will come back and I will kiss you all. <laughs> I think Ariado actually gets up from her seat, walks over to Volio, and puts a finger at his chest and says, If I don't have a letter from you at any point in time, I will hunt you. Don't think that I can't. We will simply look for your brother, who is much easier to find than you. <laughs> also, Ariado has, like, wild divination magic that lets her see anything she wants to see. That like, she's so magic as shit. Don't make me intense. I will prop- I-, <laughs> I could learn scrying if I wanted to. Well, um, I think, um, I think, uh, Elysia put his hand up. Well, actually, Ariado, you already know, like, miracle, right? You could already cast it. Like, you can technically cast any spell right now, because of Miracle. I hear it's a very strong spell. Ariana thinks about it and goes, well, we don't need Revival anymore. (laughs) I don't know, circus accidents can get pretty gnarly. You you don't scare me like that. (laughs) It's true. I think the professor smiles a little bit, though, and says, Well then, that's our incentive, isn't it? Let's perform our hearts out while we're here at the Radiant Festival. Give Volio something to remember as he continues his journey. And then, I think once the Radiant Festival's done, how about we go for another tour of the Swordlands? I think they've missed us by now. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do. Let's give Absalom a short one in that. I think Axel smiles a little bit and he stands up and he grabs all fucking three of you and hugs you all. <laughs> Uh, Volio lifts all I'd... of them. Oh, ah, okay. I was doing the cool thing. God damn it! <laughs> oh dear. Nice try, Axel. No, you could still I say a cool say... line. I want to say thank you to all three of you. From this, I was oh. kind of a loser when I was started, and I don't think I am anymore. Really, you were never a loser. Okay, here. you've graduated to dork. <laughs> you. All three of you showed me so much kindness, patience, and respect, even when sometimes I was kind of being a dingus, and I got into some serious trouble because of it. But you guys, you were always there for me. Ariado, you made sure that 
when I was, when people weren't really paying, giving me attention or thinking I was kind of weird, you always helped me with my birds. Royari, you saved my life multiple times, and Volio, I don't think. Then they'll do it again. Volio, I don't think I need to explain what you've done for me. <laughs> yes, I bullied the life out of you. <laughs> you made me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I think he smiles and he looks back at the circus of wayward wonders, and you see everyone, like every single one of your performers, Pig Tim Wheelie, um, Dingo, Big and Small, uh, the Goodfasts, Zarolel, Lulumi, Serena, everyone. They all kind of smile, and he turns back and says, "I think I'm." behalf of everyone. Thank you, guys. So, what was that you said earlier, Volio? Let's give Absalom a good show or something? It's one of their lifetimes they will talk about until the next fucking Radiant Festival. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do just that. And I think we're gonna fade to the next day. Is everyone okay with that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. One last performance. Let's give him hell. <laughs> it is Star Day. And certainly you feel it. You feel like stars because the city of Absalom flocks into the circus grounds. That little roller coaster is working overtime. There are people who are standing by the, um, the giant T-Rex that you stuffed. And uh, you've actually made... You, someone in the circus bought it. This weird box with like an eye attached to it and a tripod beneath it. And when you click it, it actually takes, like it makes a painting made of ink on paper. Hmm. A photograph, one might say. (laughs) Um, You all pose for your own in front of the circus. And you see some really intense people. Um, you see a woman being, uh, kind of marched through this place by some guards wearing, like, white. And you're pretty sure that's, uh, the Queen of Irisen, um, from another world. Uh, her name, you believe, is Anastasia? <laughs> Surname, yes, that one. <laughs> um, Princess Anastasia. from the real world Russia? Yeah, that one. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> God. She came here like five years ago. She's doing her best in Arison these days. Um, you see, um, like, all sorts of people. People with firearms, but they've got, like, they look like they shoot, like, light. Not that you're seeing any of them shoot it. It's just, like, that's kind of what they look like. Um, laser guns, one might say. There's lots. Um, one of the more important figures that you're really excited about is uh, this king of, like, a far-off nation. Uh accompanied by uh, a half-orc guard and a half-elf uh, priestess and a very large wolf. Yo, look here. You've got all sorts of people here. How is everyone doing as uh, you prepare to put on the biggest show you'll ever do? Ready. A little nervous, but also excited. Very excited. <laughs> um, okay. I think as you're all kind of like walking through it, you hear... Uh, that iconic uh, and very familiar whoop uh, from the professor kind of calling you over saying the show is ready to start 
Uh, all the people you know and love kind of walk on. The Featherfall 5. Uh, Damascus Steel, keeping an eye on everything. Uh, the sideshow of everyday marvels performing. What do you guys do? You guys make your way over, get ready to perf- uh, perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone, you make your way inside. The circus tent is louder than normal, probably because you've got more people than you've ever thought you'd have before. Which is saying something. You like every time I've been like, "Wow, you've got more people." No, you got more people than you ever thought was possible to have in one place. Like, even Shrain is nothing compared to this. Mm-hmm. And that was an arena. Yeah. It's like a stadium. Well, this is like a stadium now. It's a fucking massive tent. You, like, apparently they got it in Diabelle, and you know what? It's huge. Uh, you have max anticipation. That was happening over the week, so don't even worry about it. Uh, you can see Gertie in her alien form. Selling out little teddy bears standing right next to one Helg Eats the Eaters. <laughs> and uh, the pr- professor looks at you all and says, So everyone, are we ready? Let's go over the list, shall we? Who do we have in our uh, opener act? That's one person. Let's see. And uh, who do we have in our opener? Mm. You can just pick your favorites right now. Everyone's performed at least once. Uh, Tricky the Goblin is here as well. Uh, but Tricky is mostly helping with food. And Gertie is mostly helping with merch. So, um... You can just pick your favorites and give them one last highlight. So, fellas, who's our opener? Oh, God. I should give it to him. Who is my favorite of the performers? Mm. Previously, you said it was Meccano, but he's just giving out popcorn. Makano's a baby, and he's not part of the performance. I also need to- I, I need you to know that before this- this fucking performance, Vully was crying his eyes out on Makano. Okay. Comedically, of course. <laughs> Harry's like, no, you cannot take What <laughs> to? You can't do- you- no. He is a established member of the circus. <laughs> I am not losing two of us. I think my choice is either Cool Gath or Volio opens. I mean, Volio shouldn't open. Shouldn't? No. I think Volio should save it for the uh, grand finale. Okay. Alongside Ariato and Riari. Oh, so true. So true. So, we could do Cool Gath. How would everyone feel about putting Cool Gath first? Yeah, let's do it. Though. Okay. okay. So, Cool is in the opener. Um, now we need two people for the build-up. So, who do we want to take on after Gulgas? What if we give Mordain her wish again and have her be the big number, and then the build-up would be Beelzebub <gasps> and, uh, Dingo? Ooh, oh, that's really nice! That's a great idea. You're right, you're that's right. a great idea. Okay. Uh, so, we're gonna have, uh, Beelzebub and, uh, Dingo in the, op- in the hi- uh, build-up. Then the big number is Mordain. And then the grand finale is you guys. How's that sound? Yeah. We're gonna figure out what we're gonna do for it. Yeah. Well, you guys can start planning that. Uh, But I think uh, the professor smiles and takes the list and says, "All right, yeah, that looks like it's all in order. Thank you very much. I'll go out there, get them warmed up, and then everyone, let's knock their socks off. Shall we? We shall." Let's play a leg. 
Several legs. No. Many legs. All of us will have broken legs. No. No, no. Oh. He claps. The professor takes his cane and walks out onto the stage. The lights dim and a spotlight flashes on top of him. And he speaks into it and magnified by the staff of the ring, the ringmaster staff, he says, From the small towns on the Isle of Erin, through the swordlands, fighting demons, dinosaurs, and monsters of all sorts, people of the Radiant Festival of the world, today we present to you an experience like no other. A show that you will never forget. A story that you will pass down to your children for the next hundred years until the next Radiant Festival. Galarian, I present to thee the Circus of Wayward Wonders! And the crowd is loving it. They are eating that shit up. Um, you guys are all kind of peeking out and looking at all these massive, like, stages or these seating areas full of people who are jumping and cheering from all corners of the world. The professor turns and says, Our first performance for you today, everyone. We have a real treat for you. One of the famous monsters they fought, but this one learned to love with the help of his friend, the incredible dinosaur. Coming from an era long since past, we give to you Gulgat du Zulgat and Bongo the Stegosaurus. And uh, the people cheer as Gulgat, wearing some nice thick glasses, makes her way onto the stage. Uh, and she has this massive fucking dinosaur. Uh, Bongo the Stegosaurus come out, kind of swinging his tail, and on his back are several drums. Um, and uh, Gulgat is uh, grinning, and uh, she's going to start by making an acrobatics check as she kind of like does a flip, uh, landing on uh, Bongo's tail. And uh, that is going to be a 6 plus 22. That is a 28, which is just about a fail, actually. Um, she misses the tail, uh, but before anything bad can happen, I think, Volo, you know what to do. What do you do when someone fails? Send in the fucking clouds! Big and small, skitter out and catch uh, uh, Gulgat just as she falls. Uh, she kind of looks surprised, but uh, the crowd looks gleeful because, oh yay, they're opening with the clowns! Um, <laughs> big and small do some dancing a little bit, you know, make you a whole little show out of it, before they give it back to the stage, back to uh, Gulgat, and she smiles a little bit. Embarrassed, but hey, it could have been worse. That is 14 excitement points. Yay. Uh, Gulgat kind of like cracks her neck a little bit and she turns and she goes back and she stands now atop the uh, drums. And uh, she inhales and exhales. And she is going to take a second to... Uh... Oh god, oh god. I have to get the fucking list of things. Circus Rose Plus. Okay. Uh, she is going to spend an action to prepare herself. Um, so uh, she's going to make a quick performance check to see if she can actually aid herself. And if it works, then her final thing will be much higher. And that is going to be a 10 plus 22. That is a 32, which is a success, meaning that her next roll has a plus 2 to it. And then, there she goes. Last one, performance check. That is a... Uh, 10 
plus 22 plus 2, that's a 34, that beats her DC, meaning that uh, she, after taking a second for total quiet, she lets out a cat and taking her two drumsticks, she starts drumming on the back of these uh, bongos which are lining the spine of a bongo to stegosaurus. Bongo, in the meantime, starts kind of like uh, romping around in circles in the stage, uh, the spotlight catching it. And you can see that the people watching are in awe of this. A dinosaur with drums on it, that is wild. Most of these people haven't even seen a dinosaur before. Um, people gasp and grin and clap. It's phenomenal for them. Meaning that at the end of the first act, you have 28 out of 100 excitement. Not too bad, everyone. Fuck yeah. Gulgat comes back behind uh, the stage and she grins up at you and says, How was that? Was that good? Did I do well? Yes, yes, you did fantastic. That was amazing. You did great. I loved it. Fucking clings. Clings on the bongo. Bongo just grins so much. <laughs> um, and I think uh, just as you are kind of like uh, getting all of this, uh, like, you know, preparing for the next thing, um, you hear uh, some complaining. And uh-huh. it's uh, from uh, Belzebub. Oh, boy. And Uh-oh. she's looking at you guys and says, Hey, where are my, where are my swords? Ooh. I. Yeah, I was supposed to get them delivered. Uh, like by by the the woman with the hair. Now she's not no hair, and she's also forearms. Gertie. Yeah, she was supposed to bring my swords, and I don't see them nowhere. So uh, I'm a little freaked out. I'm next. Oh, Where, where's Gertie? Gertie? Hold on, Ariado cast message. Uh. Okay, what's the message you cast on Gertie? Hi, Gertie. Where are Beelzebub's swords? She needs them, like, now. You hear a, ah! That's the message you get back. There's a single, ah! Ah. And stumbling Ooh. out from the backstage, pushing a load of, uh, the uh, huge box of uh, swords. She's like, here, here, hi, everyone, don't worry about it. Hi, sorry, hi. Okay. Who right. are you? Nowhere. Okay. Does she look disheveled? A little bit. Gertie? You can make up with your girlfriend after the show! What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just get the swords. Get the swords. Feels about Here, here, here. Hi. Uh, which is you guys rolled the soapy drama random event. Oh my <laughs> god. Um, so, yeah. You resolved that pretty easily. So, hell yeah. Um... That being said, you uh, push out Beelzebub and her swords and Dingo with his axes. Beelzebub turns and says, Right, we got this! And uh, Dingo says, Right, you are, we've definitely got this. It's going to be nice to have someone else with some blades. So, uh, we're like we practiced it, yeah? Beelzebub nods. Exactly like we practiced. And uh, the professor calls out and says, And for our next performance... Faster, faster than the than eye, eye can see, see. Sharper, sharper than the most, the most brilliant, brilliant diamond. diamond. I, I give to you all, Bells above and Dingo, Dingo. Heroes of their hometowns, incredible performers, and for you today, bringing forward a trick unlike any other. Uh, and so, uh, Dingo and, um, uh, Bells above both kind of come out, 
and uh, Dingo's carrying one of his big logs, but noticeably, no axes. And he kind of, like, uh, comes on down, puts the thing in the middle of the floor, and uh, he gestures out, and uh, you see uh, two assistants, I think it's probably Elion and Esme, uh, making their way out, and they start spinning the tree a little bit, um, and it's rotating quite quickly. And uh, that is going to be him making a prepare himself roll. And that is going to be a nat 20! Ooh. Uh, which means his next roll is going to have a plus four to it. Um, which is great. Because uh, what's going to happen now is Beelzebub is going to take a risk. Uh, Beelzebub starts juggling swords. Um... So, you see those swords jump. One, two, one, two, three, four, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten swords jumping. One, two, three. And she's juggling them all, and they're all quite sharp and quite scary. Um, meaning that the DC for what's going to happen next is about to increase a lot as well. Thankfully, Dingo's ready for it. Because she is going to start throwing swords at the uh, tree. Uh, so, she's going to make a... Check. That is a 14 plus 14, 28, which is a pass, meaning that you gain an extra 10 excitement. And what Dingo does now is he's actually going to jump from sword to sword to sword as it stabs into the tree each time. Uh, And that is going to be, let's see, performance check, 18 plus 8, oh my god. 18 plus 18 plus 4, that's a crit success. Um, meaning that he's going to get additional stuff. Uh, bringing you all up to 52 excitement, everyone. And now he's standing atop the tree, and he looks down, and he kind of nods at, um, at, uh, Beelzebub. Beelzebub has one single sword left. She holds herself, she braces, and then she rushes forward, cutting the tree in half. (laughs) And uh, that is going to be an 11 plus... Yep, that's a success. And that's going to bring you up to... That's 64 excitement. And Dingo is going to do a tumble dodge as he... Or sorry, a sort of flip as he lands. Spin one, spin twice, spin three times. Can he land it? He can! Holy shit, he rolled a nat 20 and two 18s. He's doing great. He lands, he does a bow, and everyone, that is going to end up with 71 excitement. Oh my god. As he bows to the crowd, and they go wild, cheering, Dingo, bells above, Dingo, bells above. Uh, the two of them dash backstage, grinning brightly. Uh, bells above, high fives Dingo, says, you know, all things we consider, we make a pretty good team. Bells, uh, mm-hmm. Dingo nods, you know what, we should be doing this more often. Uh, and... They smile and say, we good? Ready for next act? I believe so. Uh, I think Ariana runs up and hugs the both of them like, yes, we are. You guys did great. <laughs> <laughs> they hug back, both of them. They love you a lot, Ariana. These are your fucking friends and they love you. Um, so, uh, we're going to go onto the big number. And uh, I think the professor says, and everyone... We have a real show now. From peril, the perils of God, through the Isle of Quarters and Erin, none have been able to ever imprison her. Why? 
because no prison can hold Mordain the Magnificent! And the curtains open and out comes Mordain, carried in a throne by Hodge. She kind of like waves almost like royal style at the others who all, they all cheer her like completely stunned by how beautiful she is. Definitely a little bit of magic going on, but shh. Uh, she is beaming. She is smiling at everyone. Um, and she kind of gets off the chair and Hod takes out uh, a box. And it is a glass box. And he comes to Mordain and he puts manacles around her wrists. And he puts a blindfold around her eyes. He chains her uh, legs together. He uh, basically uh, puts several locks over her in all angles. And by the end of it, she's practically wrapped in chains. And he puts the key at the bottom of the big water tank. Not even a key, actually. I think he shows off to the crowd. You can see that it's two, like, Teeves locks. So she's going to have to pick all these locks to escape. And that is going to be her taking a risk. The DC is going to increase, but if it works, it works. She turns, she smiles, and she gets on top. She looks into the thing, and she's going to... Well, she doesn't look. She is put on top of the thing. And Hod holds her. And there's going to be a moment of quiet as he prepares her. And that is going to be a 17 plus... 12, that is a 29, which beats her DC, which means that she's going to have a plus 2 to this last roll. They throw her in. She falls into the water. And let's see if she's able to pick those locks and get out before she hurts herself. Okay. Okay. She rolled a 5. Her fortitude is plus 13. The DC is 20. Which means that she rolled an 18 on a DC of 20. But she just prepared herself, so she has a plus two, meaning she passes that DC. This is probably the hardest you've ever seen her work. You see her like flip up the the locks uh, into the air, and then like uh, with like using her feet, but then she jams them into the ones around her wrists against the wall of the prison. She then unlocks her hands, grabs the locks, and then from there, lock, 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 and you can see almost like magic. One by one, those locks fall to the bottom in a rhythm. Dunk, 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 before she bursts out of the water, does a triple front flip, and lands, bowing, her hair miraculously looking dry despite everything. And she bows to everyone, having gotten out in one piece, and she is the most beautiful thing any of you have ever seen. And the crowd uh, fucking loses it. That is going to be another 10 excitement bringing you up to 81 out of 100. She comes back smiling and waving as the crowd cheers and some people throw flowers to her and she takes some. Um, coming backstage says, Now see this? This is the life I've always wanted. <laughs> now, you three, I believe it is your turn. Are you ready? Yes, ready. are you ready? I have been ready. Alright, well, after you. <laughs> And as the final act begins, the professor turns to the crowd and he says, And now, everyone, for our final act of the night, we have something truly inspiring for you all to see. I give you a... Oh. Ariari <laughs> comes over. Uh, they're just a little bit fancier than usual. Uh, 
she's got the crown on. Like the, it, it's usually a, ti- a little tiara uh, because it's less intrusive. But Ariari is wearing the, it like a crown today, and also has the, the cloak, crown, okay. and has the cloak as well as a regular cloak. She got some like gold eyeliner and like lipstick and stuff. Maybe? Are you kidding me? Of course. Well, the lipstick okay. isn't gold, but they're wearing lipstick. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he but... turns to you and says, "Oh." Do you mind, dear? Not at all, Royari. Take the stage. And he hands you the ringleader staff, smiles and backs away as the spotlights flick onto you. What do you do, Royari? Uh, Royari takes a deep breath and then calls out, Greetings, Radiant Festival! It is so wonderful to have you here! Some of you may know me, some of you may not. So allow me to introduce myself. Um, and he walks into the middle of the centering, sort of, um, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you know when you, like, uh, flourish the, the cape so that it, like, flourishes? Yeah, 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 you kind of flap the cape behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you are walking, I will say, you hear, like, a barrage of cheers and screams saying, We love you, Royari! The stands followed you even here to the final performance. And there's more of them than ever. Oh, he's the <laughs> this is not good for the state of Rayari's ego. Um, <laughs> but she walks into the middle of the center ring of the circus and uh, holds the staff microphone thing um, and says, I am Rayari Sansarnax, the sword saint, the Aeon hero, and the inheritor of Aridin's gifts. Um, he raises a hand and lets um, some water and light sparkle from it, showing off that he does, in fact, have the gifts of Aridin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and most, most recently, recently, Rary smiles and unsheaths the Cordos diamond, holding it above his head and letting light filter through the crystal blade and dyeing the circus in a sunset glimmer. Oh my god. The wielder of the Cortos Diamond and Prince of Absalom. Or princess, depending on the day. <laughs> uh, the crowd goes wild. They, like, lose it. You hear, like, people, like, murmuring in shock and awe. This is, like, a holy relic that has been sought for by many people over the centuries. And you just have it. People are going crazy. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, prince or princess of Absalom, I want you to roll me a diplomacy check for that uh, little speech, because holy shit! I'm rolling my real dice because I'm not risking this shit. Um, I'm not risking this. Uh, that is a... A 44? Okay, yeah, that's a success! That's 20 excitement! Uh, the people are wowed by all this. Like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> uh, what do you do now? Um, Rayari continues talking, because of course she does. But I am not alone in my exploits, no, no. If I am a prince, then surely I must have a court. And what court does not have a jester? They have moved mountains. They have made pacts with entropic beings of chaos. They have broken reality more times than I could count. People of the Radiant Festival, I present to you, Bimbo Bottom Text the Clown. Woo! Okay, Volio! Volio comes, like, 
rushing out on a unicycle, and not far behind him is Oddbody in his human form, also okay. dressed like a court jester. Um, okay. <laughs> and they're like honking as they go, and they like, I imagine the like the stadium is kind of like circular at least. Yeah, it's a, it's a big circus tent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they they both ride like right past the audience, uh, pulling japes and tricks. He like squirts a flower onto someone. <laughs> Some child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine that it's um, that same half orc uh, guard you saw earlier. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> that. Fucking <one>. asshole. <laughs> um, him and Oddbody kind of circle towards the middle of the arena, okay. um, and they both hop off. Uh, okay. And I think Folio kind of like acts surprised at how many people are there uh, in like a <laughs> silly way, um, and. He's gonna do some physical comedy with Oddbody. Um, he like b- puts both his hands on his cheeks and like his mouth is agape, and he looks down at Oddbody, and Oddbody mirrors exactly what he's doing. Um, and they're just kind of being silly. And Volio's, uh, uh, <laughs> I think Volio's kind of doing some observational as well as he goes. Uh, and he's like, "Wow, so many faces in the audience!" And Oddbody. Uh, I, I actually can't speak for Oddbody because you're Oddbody's voice. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Thanks for the improv, Terry! <laughs> That's what Oddbody would do! <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do? What, what, tell me what you do. Uh, or is that, even, um, is that itself an act? Are you trying to make them laugh? Yeah, he's trying to, like, tell jokes and make them laugh. Okay, uh, make me a performance he, check, then. He's like, he's, like, mean to some people a little bit, but in a funny way. Yeah. Call someone ugly. Alright. It's a... <laughs> not one, I'm gonna use my hero point. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see if you're able... Because I, so... I think that some people are like, what the fuck? What's happening? Who is this guy? <laughs> he's like, tough cloud, and then, they, then he hits odd body into the audience. Um, okay. Fuck's sake, 38. Uh, I think a 38 actually passes your DC. Uh-huh. You're, like, really high level, dude. That's um, true. <laughs> so that's gonna be 20 excitement immediately taking you over into 101. No matter what happens now, you have pa- you have succeeded. It's a successful mm-hmm. performance. You knock all the other into the crowd, and they all lose it. They think that's the funniest shit ever. What happens next? <laughs> um... Uh, I think uh, Oddbody starts, uh, he's like kind of like fallen into the bleachers almost, and he, mm-hmm. he starts like uh, in the audience screaming, Ah, help, help, I'm drowning! Um, ah, no, I can't swim, oh no! Ah. <laughs> and and Volio kind of like uh, uh, uses his hand as binoculars and he's like, Oh, my poor little familiar stuck in the ocean of people from Absalom, how terrible! Um, I think the people not from Absalom think that's very funny, so I'm gonna give you a plus two to that role. <laughs> okay. Uh, and from from his magical back pocket, uh, he pulls out a lifesaver, um, oh, and he he throws it into the audience, um, okay. and and uh, uh, reels Odd Body back in if he can help it. He probably misses a few times on purpose and hits some yeah. people in the head, but it's it's very it's like an inflatable. It's not like hard. Um, okay. Well, roll me a performance check. Thirty-seven plus two is thirty-nine. Okay, that passes again. You are one hundred and twenty-one excitement. Not too shabby. And uh, you have one ex- ex- uh, action that. Wh- how do you close off this act? 
<laughs> he he reels Oddbody back, uh, and uh, when when he does, he pulls uh, too hard, and Oddbody knocks into him, and they go tumbling backwards. Um, okay. Kind of like a cartoon ball, and uh, uh, that's that's a joke on its own. But uh, once once they kind of land, Volio's uh, uh, like, "Oh, does anybody know CPR?" <laughs> Make me one last performance check. <laughs> okay. Um. He, he presses down on Odd Buddy and all oh, comes shit. out of sprinkles. Or 47. That's a crit. <laughs> uh, bring you up to 141 excitement. You, you're close to finishing this show literally two times over. So, that's uh, Volio. Mm-hmm. And, alright, Volio, that's you out! Alright. Um, and then Rayari keeps talking. Um, thank you, darling. Now, my dears, uh, his voice gets a little bit hush. I present to you a real treat, powered by the ever-burning forge of prophecy, blessed by the sun and the moon both. My faithful soothsayer, her eyes of flames, can see through the sands of time, and her magic more powerful than any other in the inner sea. Friends and fans, I give you Ariato the Cinder Blight. Woo! Okay, Ariato. Um, I think as she makes her way out, she's actually sitting on her broom. Ooh! And she's okay. sitting sideways on her broom, and she's actually wearing a new outfit. Oh um, wow! Okay. It's very drapey and flowy. Um, it's still about like the same structure as her other outfit. It's just that her pants are a bit longer, and they puff out just a little bit more. She has like golden sandals and um, gold frills wherever possible. Her hair is up, but not like fully. Like she still has some fringe like covering her face and a veil over her face as well. And and she sits on her broom floating as she casts foresight on herself to make her eyes glow just very slightly. Just mostly just for the show, not exactly for the stats. Then she uses um, uh, then she uses quicken casting uh, uh-huh. to use a little bit of her hag magic for augury. Okay, so I want you to make me two religion checks already, just for the aesthetic of what you've done. One for uh, your uh, foresight and one for your augury, and then we'll get into how it looks when you what you perform next. So. Give me those two religion checks. 42 and 51. 42 <laughs> is a pass. 51 is a crit. Holy shit. That brings you up to 171 excitement total. Ariadu, the people are stunned. They're like leaning in. They're watching. They are completely entranced by what you're doing. I think like the veil adds a lot. You really seem like some kind of like weird mystic powerhouse and they're all very invested so now all that matters is the the vision that you show us I want you to make one last religion check and this one is to see the future 43 a 43 is going to be a pass how does the how does the augury look because I can tell you what happens in the future Um. itself but I want to see how this augury looks and what the question you are asking is I think that. I think her arms are kind of extended out, and from behind her, there's just, like, this small, like, wall of purple flames. 
-hmm. And in the flame, it shows what the uh, it shows what the uh, the vision is, almost like what happened when mm -hmm. she first did this back in her first performance. <laughs> back to the very start, and huh? as she started Looking back around. I love that, Ariato. You show them a vision of the future. None of it exactly makes much sense. They're merely pictures that you see. You see some guards slowly entering into a mysterious hotel in the middle of the city. You see a lighthouse shining ghostly light over a small town. Martial artists brawl in a dense jungle as a dinosaur roars behind them. Students run down the corridor of a beautiful academy. A figure riding a mammoth charges into battle. Some silhouettes engage in a gunfight, ducking behind barrels of who knows what. Skeletal figures slink through the corridors of a palace, discussing with one another. Who knows what any of these adventures hold for the future? They are not your adventures to have. In fact, who knows whose adventures they shall be. But if it turns up in this vision, Ariato, you know for certain that someone will go on all these journeys. And Ariato, the people love it. That is the coolest shit they've ever seen. You have raised us up to 181 excitement. Very well done. Royari. It's just your turn now. What do you do? Um, and he smiles and says, There we have it, my court of heroes, my legendary companions, my best friends. The stuff of legends on their own. But I, the great Royari Sansonax, will prove to you that I am worthy of my mantle. I have led my court through jungles, through mountains, into the sky itself, and I have within me a spark of true divinity. People of the Radiant Festival. He pulls her cloak off, whipping it to the crowd and throwing his sword into the air. Gaze upon your celestial savior, and I will be casting Angelic Vessel. Okay, holy shit, make me a religion check. That's a pass. Royari, you are at what 201 excitement as the people gasp, as you explode into this seraphim, flowing before the crowd with wings aplenty. Everyone is... Wow, everyone is blown away by it. Um, generally, I don't know if anyone's seen anything quite like this. All right. Uh, a seraphim representation of Royari Sensenax floats in the sky in front of everyone, completely knocking everyone's socks off. What do you do? Royari, like, flies into the air. Um, with seven sets of wings flapping um, and golden eyes ablaze. Um, and I think he, like, leaves trails of golden dust while they're spinning and twirling. Um, and before he gets to the top, um, let's add an... <laughs> before dispelling Angelic Vessel to cast Divine Decree. Okay, and uh, that will cast... Um... Divine Decree. Uh, so you... I need you to make me a religion check. Because this is a very flashy spell and it needs to look cool. 38. That passes. 
Royari. <laughs> a flash of light, and for a moment you are suspended in the air, holding this sword above your head, and people can see a flash of uh, the symbol of Iomide behind you. You land on both feet as holy power erupts around you through the stage. And with that, Royari, you land on both feet, thanks to Catfall, and uh, take a bow for the crowd. Um, uh, Royari um, stands up after bowing and looks to the audience at the people who love them all so, so much and says, Thank, Thank you, you, my dears. dears. We, we are the are circus, circus of wayward of wonders, wonders, the stuff of legends, and we bring you the gift of a happily ever after. The crowd roars. They cheer. They scream. They clap, jumping to their feet, wiping tears from their eyes as they've seen the most incredible thing ever. Royari, you stand there as Volio Via and Ariato Bati come to either side. You hold each other's hands and raise them above your heads, grinning. A camera flash goes off, immortalizing this moment forever to go down in history. This photograph is where we end on. A golden impression of ink on paper, forever reminding people of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. The greatest circus many have come to say in the entire world. Wherever they go, fame, fortune, and adventure follows. Those who have seen them claim that it has changed their lives. Just like it's changed all of yours. It was through this traveling circus that you were able to tell stories, go on journeys, and learn more about yourselves in ways that no other experience could have. And as we put this photo away... We, too, the cast of Dice Roll, take a bow for you all, and thank you for coming to our performance, our very own circus, and you, our esteemed guests. Thank you, one and all, for listening to the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. And for now, farewell to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Zurenwald, Bal Punyan, Johnny the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Fearin, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenit Drums, Josh Heathcote, Torbjorn, Introduction, Sophia Verlera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Kiki, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Dolore, Kira, Litcherlope, Gizmo, Talison, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Eva, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Emlyn, Sean C, 
Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Jolene, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spintress, Emna Naderna, John the Book Hoarder, SS66 Seeker, Lynx, and Dame Valerie Deterred. If you'd like to see what you can get for your support, check out patreon.com slash roll and help us keep it rolling. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.